You're listening to Homeschool for One. You can teach an only child at home. Join us as we discuss the unique parts of this homeschooling journey. Homeschool for One is sponsored by Letters from Afar. There's nothing quite like the nostalgia of receiving a handwritten letter addressed to you. Letters from Afar are for adventure lovers of all ages to learn about the world in a fun, old-fashioned way. Ignite a sense of wonderlust in your child by signing them up to receive a monthly letter from an explorer who's traveling the globe. They'll learn about new cultures, geography, global cuisines, and fascinating history, all hidden inside a fun illustrated letter sent right to them. For more information, go to www.lettersafar.com. In a time when everything is digital, take a step back in time and bring a spark of adventure right to your mailbox. Welcome to episode three, where we are going to discuss planning. And I'm going to be asking to seal some questions because she's the planner and I am not. You know, believe it or not, I was once not a planner in my 20s. And when I met my husband, I became a planner because he was not (laughs) a planner. So I changed my ways. Question number one, how do you organize your daily schedule? Do you do loop scheduling, block scheduling? How do you organize it? What I normally do is I determine which subjects need to be loop or block scheduled. Maybe we can explain what a loop schedule is and a block schedule. So a loop schedule is, for instance, our Bible lesson and our science lesson. Our Bible lesson is Monday, Wednesday, and our science lesson is Tuesday, Thursday. And that's a loop for me. Whereas a block schedule I've used with composer and artist studies. We study a composer for three weeks and then we study an artist for three weeks. So you have a block of weeks that you study a certain subject or a certain unit kind of thing. I may have a loop and a block within my daily schedule depending on what we're studying at the time. Normally, it's just a daily routine When I think about my day, I want all of my subjects that require intense focus and a lot of guided practice in the morning. I tend to start with her morning journal. When she was younger, that was calendar time. She had a workbook on following directions because she does not follow directions well. (laughs) Um, A book called Mindbenders, which is Mm -hmm. some critical thinking. I like their books a whole lot. And then here in the past year, I spent two or three months going through a workbook called Map Skills, just building map skills before we did a, an, a world study. Last spring and summer, we did morning basket stuff where it was all very concentrated into one theme. And I actually bought a morning basket lesson plans from Pam Barnhill. So now that she understands calendar, we just do kind of a morning journal and she writes a heading. Not that she has to learn that. The traditionalist in me says she has to learn how to write her name and put the date at the top. <laughs> it's not like you have a stack of 30 papers. Right, like, exactly. Right. I think 
Uh, if she left her name off her paper, I don't think I'd have to take points off. <laughs> I also have journal prompts that she writes to. Right after that, on a normal day, we do one page of handwriting and we do a couple of pages of cursive. And then we loop our Bible and science schedule. So Bible's Monday, Wednesday, science is Tuesday, Thursday. I prefer to do the Bible lesson in the morning. I prefer to do science in the afternoon, but I needed the loop to work. I do her piano lesson in the morning, and then after piano lesson, we do our math lesson. That's basically the morning group of lessons, because once the math lesson is done, we've gone through, depending on how fast she does her math lesson, an hour, hour and a half of lessons, and she's ready for a break. So I let her go play for a little bit, and then in the afternoon, the subjects that I plan for the afternoon are more, they're guided, but they have a little bit more independence with them. I try to choose subjects that have games and crafts and stuff like that in it so that it's a little bit more relaxed in the afternoon. So we start with language arts. We do Wordly Wise and then Logic of English is our reading. And then we do social studies. Right now we're doing Expedition Earth from Confessions of a Homeschooler and we're studying a country each week. At that point, the rest of her lessons are online. She goes to Keyboarding Without Tears, and she does five exercises there. She goes through a level of splash math, which is just math facts practice. Um, We may go through a lesson on Duolingo to study Spanish. Oh, and our composers and artists are during that time as well, if we're studying them. Does that answer your question? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It was good. How do you organize your daily schedule? I think about planning in a different way. And so when you say how you organize your daily schedule, I think about what happens in the day. And you're thinking about how do I document it? Yes. Okay. So I am a digital planner. I am not a paper planner. So it's not written down in my own handwriting. It's online. And I have used several different online lesson planners Currently, I am using Homeschool Panda, and I have been for over a year, and I love it. But all of my schedule for the lesson cycle is on that digital planner. It's a cloud-based program. Okay. And is that like an app or a website? It's a website and an app. She's getting ready to roll out a kid's app. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, so anything that I assign to my daughter... She can see on her app and she can check off. I haven't seen it yet because she's still rolling it out. And I say she because it's basically one woman, a mom, a homeschool mom of two. And she has a software background and she developed this program. And it is fabulous and it's very user-friendly. And I can talk to you about the other lesson planners that I've used. But I, I am different in the homeschool community in that I am not a paper planner. It makes me nuts to have to sit and write down things. Yeah, and I think that goes into my next question, though, is because one of the things that I find really difficult about planning is that these interruptions, and I like the interruptions because there's always, most of the time, there's learning in them. And for example, yesterday, we went to a used curriculum sale. Did you see something pretty that you had to buy? <laughs> no, we'll see. I didn't buy anything. Good what for happened, you. <laughs> my daughter bought a couple of things and yeah, she yeah. tried to negotiate to buy something back off of our table. 
But I said no, and then it didn't sell. So, of course, it came back home with us. What happened was I was talking with one of the other moms who had a table there, and her daughter is in high school now. And my daughter is really into anatomy and the human body, and she wants to know everything about it. And a lot of times for children, it's all picture books. And they're great. They're great picture books. But she's beyond that. She wants to get into the deep and nitty gritty. I'm trying to find something that was not picture book, childish, but wasn't going to be over her head either. So a little bit deeper, but not like college level. So she had this curriculum that she used with her daughter and she gave it to us. And so this morning, let me backtrack one step. So during the sale, All she wanted was some book on anatomy. And I kept saying no, because she has enough picture books. She has enough children's books about the human body that she doesn't need anymore. But when this lady gave this to me, I showed it to her and she was so excited. And so this morning, first thing, I was barely awake and she's like, let's start this. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, okay, can I just like open my eyes? (laughs) And um, that wasn't in the plan, but it is now. Yep. Writing it down would be very difficult because now I have three months worth of stuff to erase and to add this in. Yeah, that's why written plan, I don't think I could work with. A digital plan, if I was able to easily move things around, Mm -hmm. I could probably work that better. About midway through my teaching career, I was a paper planner and I wasn't a lesson planner for a good five or six years into my teaching career. And then I got an evaluation one day where the principal walked in. I didn't have my plans on my desk and she just ripped me to shreds. So I started lesson planning and I found that I really liked it and I was really good at it. Then I opened a school that was a one-on-one experience, meaning each child had a laptop. And this was back in 2007. Everything we did was digital. Our lesson plans, our attendance. And so I just got used to that way of living. When I started lesson planning for my daughter, I was like, I don't. I don't want to write any lesson plans down. I want to, I want to just see it on my computer. And so I just Googled online homeschool lesson planners and I found some that would work. I used one called Lesson Trek for about 18 months and it has a monthly fee and it was a good basic thing and it has what you want. It would, you can drag and drop your lesson plan. So if, and you can even drag a whole day over to the next day if you need to move it or to a different week. I liked it a lot. And then I wanted something a little bit more involved. And I looked at homeschool tracker, um, which has a monthly fee. And I looked at homeschool planet, which I got through homeschool buyers co-op and that has a monthly fee. They're all about the same monthly fee. I tried homeschool planet and it was way, way too busy. And then I found Homeschool Panda. I don't even remember how I came across Homeschool Panda. It was probably on a Facebook ad because they were reading my mind. You know, they do that. I looked it up and the first clue to me was that it was free. (laughs) I was like, free. I like it. (laughs) It's not free. Yeah, it's not six to eight dollars a month, you know that. And I don't mind paying for stuff either. I'll just say that. Right. I don't mind it, but it was free and user friendly. Yeah. And that was appealing to me. I communicated with the developer because it was free and she said she just wanted to provide the service. So I don't know how she does all that for free, but she does. In Homeschool Panda, there is the ability to drag and drop. And like if I miss a lesson on a Thursday, I can edit the date to the next Monday and it just moves all of my lessons or it just moves that lesson. But I also use it for advanced planning. 
how long does it take to set something like that up for one subject? I mean, I guess it would depend on how far in advance you go. But yes. for, say, logic of English, you have 40 lessons. Do you do one a day? No, I do one lesson over two days. So how long would it take to do all that, to punch all that in? Is it time consuming? I don't think so, but I'm I'm a year into it, so I'm used to it. Um, I have a friend that it was a little bit more time consuming for her um, because there is some there's setup involved and you know just your basic information. What I do is I plan six weeks at a time. So I look at what I'm going to do for six weeks. I input all those lessons for six weeks. It may take me I don't know twenty to forty five minutes to input six weeks worth of lessons. And that's not just six weeks. It's that would be 24 days of lessons. Okay. Just to type it in. And then I don't have to do that for another six weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah. So each day it pops up and there's a reminder feature on it. And I just check it off complete and it's just done. And then when I go back to my planning weeks, then I just plan another six weeks. Okay. I will look into it. Okay, does that answer the question, how do you organize your daily schedule? Yes, that answers the question to my <laughs> satisfaction. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I could see why like there was a bit of a miscommunication there. I have lots of free printable paper planners that I've gotten from various websites. Again, shiny, pretty curriculum. and But none of them do what I want them to do. Even the planners that I see at the homeschool store, because it's, it's locked in on paper. And, and I found that as well, because it would be a whole lot of empty pages that I just don't need. Right. I, I like the digital planning aspect because I can make it exactly what I want within a day. And I don't have to see all this extra stuff. There is some setup involved the setup i'm totally willing to do it's that the things that come in so we skip math for today and then i don't want to have to redo the entire thing and so if i can just say you know this wasn't done today just move all of that a day i could live with that i can go into the future and say we already did this because if i do two math lessons today i might do two chapters on a read aloud tomorrow we get it done one thing i i enjoy about the digital planning aspect and especially with homeschool panda is that for each day's lesson like a subjects lesson like what I do for logic of English, I can check off, there's a drop down menu and I can say it's on hold, it's completed or it's in progress. So if I need to put it on hold, that'll signal to me that that lesson is on hold and I can see it by color. Whereas if I complete the lesson, it's green. And then there are some things that I have to put on hold or I have to say it's in progress because it may take us a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that feature is huge for me. But you can plan one day in that planner or you can plan a whole week or you can plan a whole year you can do whatever you want yeah I think for me I would probably plan in a few weeks Mm -hmm. block I just want the flexibility where on paper I don't have that flexibility no you don't it just really messes with me And we're talking from the aspect of our heads don't see paper as flexible, whereas somebody else may see paper planning as extremely flexible. 
I don't live in that head. So I don't know what that yes. is, is like. I'm not a happy planner person. So I don't need colorful papers and pretty ba- binders. And I don't need stickers. Like that's just not who I am. It's too fussy for me. There's nothing wrong with it. And when I look at someone's planner and it's pretty like that, I think, oh, that is pretty. And then I think I could never do that for myself because I don't need it, but she needs it. So I think paper planning works for many people where I do paper planning is with one day's to-do list, a task list for, or if I need to write out, sometimes I'll find myself just writing out on paper what I want to do for like the whole year. If I say, this is how far I want to go with logic of English in the next, in 2019, I just kind of jot it out. Then I input it into the computer and then that's a piece of recycling. I do have a friend that does bullet journaling with her kids. She will do a week's worth. Mm -hmm. I guess she knows where she's going for the year. I tried that. It lasted two days. I tried bullet journaling and I got caught up in the, it has to look pretty because I had to have all the colors and I had to have everything just perfect. And I couldn't just rip a page out if I didn't get it perfect. And and then I wanted to doodle and then I didn't want to doodle. It's just like, okay, I can't do this. I'm best at digital planning. It's Mm -hmm. where I I thrive. What are your other questions for me? How long do you schedule for? A year, a month, a week? I typically schedule a year in advance. And... And that is not to say every day is scheduled. That means that I have an overview. A long-term plan is this year, this subject, and this curriculum is going to happen. Then I go through and I do a six-week plan. I have six weeks on a piece of paper, and I have all the subjects across, and I write out or I type out what's going to happen each week from that curriculum. So I'm going to cover these lessons in logic of English. I'm going to cover this lesson in math. I'm going to cover these pages in hand writing kind of thing so that I can see a, the whole six weeks at a glance. And then when I get ready to take it to my digital planning, this is the other really neat thing about Homeschool Panda. Let's say I'm in Logic of English and I'm just going to use that as, as an example. I can tell it to start on lesson 121 and to stop on lesson 140 and how many days I want to spend on each subject. And it will just lay it out for me and then I can detail it. So you don't have to do every single day. This was my biggest fear. So what I do for math I plan six weeks and in homeschool panda I put in I want to do lesson 15 to lesson 20 and I want to spend four days on each lesson once I tell it to do that and I tell it how long I want the lesson to be whether it's 30 minutes 45 minutes then all of a sudden I see like a whole bunch of fields of week one day one day two day three day four week two day one and it's got all the lessons mapped out and then I go in and I say what I want to do each day specifically in that lesson. In Homeschool Panda, there are enough curriculum loaded and other people sharing lessons that you could go in and use someone's lessons that's already done something you need to do and you can preload that way. So okay. you don't have to do the work. And like I share most of my lessons so that somebody else doesn't have to do the work. Okay, so that's like a six weeks. And then I go through once I've done that and I just check to make sure everything lines up because it does want me to put things into a time 
slot within each day, those can be moved around. And I couldn't do that. We don't have a consistent start time. No, I don't either. On my digital plan, on the screen, it looks like I start at 8.30 every morning, but I don't start till 10-ish. It says that I go till 4. We don't have lessons till 4. Poor child. I know, right? (laughs) Um, But it's just how I map it out in my mind to see it so that I allow for time and I can see what's on the screen, basically. But you could do a whole block of time for everything in the morning and detail what you want to do that morning kind of thing. So once I have the six weeks in the plan, and I say I plan by six weeks because in January of 2018, I started... Started planning in six-week pieces. I was planning a full semester, and that messed me up completely. A year and a half ago, I began planning six weeks at a time, and I we school for six weeks, and then we're off for a week. And then we school for six weeks, and we're off a week. And we do that all the way through to October, November, beginning of November, and then I take November and December off. It's like our summer, so that we can do all kinds of Christmassy things. We're a very Christmassy family. We love to decorate. We we love to go Christmas light seeing and all that crazy stuff. I plan six weeks at a time. And during our one week off, it may take me a half of one of those days to just put in the six weeks plan for the next six weeks. So it's kind of a funnel for me. I have the overview annual projection and then I go to the six weeks and then I do my daily schedule, which I talked about before. One thing I do that's different that I kind of just started for the fun of it. We do what's called Wacky Wednesday and on Wednesdays, We do all of our subjects out of order, and it's just kind of to give us a break from the norm. I have an app on my phone that's called Decide Now, and it's just a random spinner. I can load all the subjects into one spinner, and she presses the spinner on the app, and it tells her whatever it lands on is what we study. And some days she doesn't want to do math. She spins it until math is the last subject of the day. But on Wednesday when we did it, she knew that math had to just get done. So she didn't mind that that it landed on math. It's kind of a fun way to do it. And then we can go back to what we normally do. What's that called? It's called Decide Now app. It's a wheel spinner. Yeah, it sounds great for um, a lot of things, actually. I just reset it and it spins and lands and it highlights, so, okay, we would study piano. Boom. So And then then does piano go away? So you deactivate it, and it blacks it out. Okay. Usually on Wacky Wednesday, I go in each Wacky Wednesday, and I make sure all the subjects are in there that we're doing that day. Mm-hmm. I made one for a game board for random spins. Because, you know, sometimes on games, spinners don't work. Yeah, or, oh, you, yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. or you have to make your own with a paperclip. <laughs> I do one that just has numbers on it and you spin and you get to go two times. We enjoy that aspect. And here again, technology being used as a tool, not not a crutch or anything else. It's just a tool to make things a little bit different. Just enhancing the learning. That's cool. Yeah. That's my it's, favorite I'm, part. What? <laughs> the, the side the now. spinner. <laughs> You're like, I, I want to do the spinner every day. <laughs> Well, we kind of already do because I let her choose. My friend, she's on her third child homeschooling. She introduced me to it and she said, my child's 11. I just give her the subjects that she needs to do on the Decide Now app. And once they're all done, she's done with school for the day. Boom. That's cool too. Yeah. And the child gets to decide the order of the subjects on her own for independent study. My daughter is almost eight years old and still needs me at the elbow to guide lessons. And so, I mean, it's... It's just something to break up the the routine for us. 
so talking to our daughter a little bit about family history, she asks me, Mom, where were you born? I tell her I was born in BC. What? You were born before Christ? Um, no. I was born in British Columbia. And that's the only funny for today. Thanks for listening to our moms. My mom's Pamela. My mom's Cecile. Thanks, girls. You've been listening to Homeschool for One. You can teach an only child at home, no matter where you are. We hope that you feel encouraged after today's podcast. Please join us next week for episode four about lesson planning. We would love to hear from our listeners around the globe. If you have questions, reflections, or feedback, please email us, info at homeschoolforone.com. You can find us on social media or go to our website, homeschoolforone.com, to find a transcription of today's episode. Finally, we want you to know that you matter and you are loved.